Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, sports news, and talk. talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We cover in high school sports. So let's do this. Eagles Varsity Football is being brought to you by Brian Chadwick of JPM Associates, Fit Body Boot Camp, Five Star HVAC, Spirit Outfitters, Scooters Coffee, Claudio's Pizza, Alan Bauer Electric, Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors, Wesson General Contractors, Regal Rustic and Estate Sale, Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, Stephen Sons Heating and Air Conditioning, Crosslow Insurance, Chang Lee's Taekwondo, and Harlow Street Surgery. And now it's time for the pregame show. Alright everybody, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on the pregame show of your Rowlett Eagles taking on an out-of-district team and a pretty good team as well and that being the Plano Wildcats now this is uh, for three years we really have not seen any teams uh, in the district that Plano plays in um, at all uh, it, during the regular season, let's just put it that way. And that having been said, you get a little bit, especially as far as a fan is concerned, you don't know what's coming at you. You don't know what the Plano Wildcats are all about. And, and should you? I don't know. Here's what I know, okay? Is if you open up the newspaper and you take a look at this Plano Wildcat football team, this is a football team that has had some big success early in the season. Now, your Eagles obviously have had success early in the season. They're 2-0 on this season as they got their first victory while they're on the road taking on the Louisville Fighting Farmers. They barely won that game 20-17. to They come back a week later, a week and a day, and play at Cotton Bowl Stadium at a big-time setting for a big-time game in reality that I think is really the rivalry. We can talk about the rivalry being the Saxy Mustangs, but I'm telling you, the rivalry for your Rowlett Eagles has to be the Rockwall Yellow Jackets. And the Rowlett Eagles, they got the victory in the final moments. Well, not even final moments with four minutes and 50 seconds left to go. The Eagles kick a field goal and take a 30 
34 to 32 lead and hold on to it in reality and that was the big story in the football game so two games the Eagles have won with a combination of five points in two games now does that matter in the grand scheme of things not right now it doesn't because a little slash underneath the W side instead of the L side is better than any of them being on the L side and the Rowland Eagles are 2-0 on the season for the 2015-2016 season so this is a really really good thing for the Rowlett Eagles this is something to start off as they are 2-0 out of district with a team that used to be in our district that being the Rockwall Yellow Jackets and the last three years have not had the success against that football team then along comes the Plano Wildcats like I said we haven't seen much from them except that we know they're 2-0 on the season. The difference is they've played two different teams in Hebron. They they played Hebron and they played MacArthur, one in Carrollton and the other in Irving, uh, schools in that area. And they've got some pretty big wins in reality. 38-7 against Hebron, the team in Carrollton. And then they turned around a week later and took on MacArthur at Plano High School and won that game 46-24. to So, the Eagles get a undefeated team coming their way to take on your Rowlett Eagles who are undefeated. But, this game is at home. And the Rowlett Eagles, I'm telling you folks, are a good football team at home. For the last three years, this has been a good football team at home. So when you look at the grand scheme of everything for the Eagles, they get them on their own turf, which gives them an advantage. But when you look at the numbers, you look at see what the totals are as far as the actual number of points scored by the Plano Wildcats, it's got to raise up that red flag. And we're going to talk about that red flag that's going to come up with the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna when we bring him in and talk to him about that. That having been said, this is a big game out of district against a good football team. Again, getting set for the Rowlett Eagles uh, to go into district after they take on Fossil Ridge in Keller next week. Next Friday on the road, and that's over in uh, Bill Cerna's neck of the woods again. So, uh, But after that, the Rowlett Eagles are not going any further than Williams Stadium or HBJ Stadium. So the last long road trip of the year, all of the rest of the season right there in HBJ Stadium except for their first game after their district games where they'll play over at Williams Stadium. Big time implications on tonight's game as well. Uh, you know, is it always nice to be undefeated? Yes. Is it a good thing for a team to take a loss in outside of district? Oh, of course. And we're going to talk about that. The advantages of taking that loss and what you learn is so invaluable before you get into district play, especially on the high school level. 
So we'll talk about that as well with Bill Cerno, what he thinks about it. I look at it as if it is a loss that happens at HBJ Stadium against this good football team. This is a positive where they can take a look at what they need to do and have their changes made in order to be ready for Fossil Ridge or their first in-district game against North Garland. That having been said, the Raleigh Eagles, we don't know what they are. I mean, we got a football team that's starting two quarterbacks, it seems. Last game, as your Eagles got the victory against the Rockwall Yellow Jackets, we saw Preston Weeks as the starting quarterback in the first half. In the second half, it was Garrett Hermes. And we don't know what the reason. We're not calling coach to find out what the reason is. We don't care. We're not going to talk to the kids because we don't do that on this show. We don't care. Whatever the situation is, is we're going to call the game the way we see it. We don't know the circumstances behind it. And really, is it truly anything that we need to worry about as being a fan or a couple of guys such as me and Bill Cern are calling the game? No, we don't need to know that. We just need to know who's in the game when. And the coach of this football team, I trust him 100%. There's no, I, I can't even gather a reason why this situation is going on where they're using two quarterbacks. But the result of using those two quarterbacks was W Yes, uh, last week over at Cotton Bowl Stadium. So there's no need to question what is going on with this football team as they move into this big game against the Plano Wildcats. So, that having been said, in the grand scheme of things, as we move forward, we're going to call what we see. And that's it. I'm not going to speculate on the reason why, because that doesn't do any good. And usually, speculate, you know, when you actually speculate on something, it, there's something involved there that we don't really want to get into here as a guy that watches the team. I don't care what the speculation is. I just want to see the games. I want to call the games. And hopefully, at the end of the night, we have the W and not the L. But that having been said, here on the pregame show, as we watch this, we'll take a look at what we're seeing. And we'll talk about some things that we actually observe. Okay, And, and let me just let people know that our observations are not fact. Um, there, our observation are just what we think we're seeing out on the football field. And those observations that we put out there, folks, I'm going to tell you, we could be way off. We might be right on. We will never know. But that's what we do here in the pregame show. We take a look at the things, look at the games, look at what the Raleigh Eagles need to do to win a game, and that's what we'll try to do here as well. Also in today's edition here on the pregame show, we can now take a look at some stats. We got a couple of games underneath the belt right now, so we can see some of the stats and what we've seen so far this season. So we'll take a look at the stats and uh, go over that as we go into our show here on the pregame show. Now, your pregame show is being brought to you by Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Folks, you need to get over to the Facebook page because they're going to be busy in the month of September. These showings throughout the area that are not very far and you can take a look at it. And if you ever have need for this service, 
I want you to go out and I want you to check out what they do. I want you to go look at how they set up and stage a sale. Because that, my friends, I'm going to tell you is the difference between this local estate sale company compared to any of the other ones. And I say that because when you look at who's running it, Renee Sheffield, she takes everything that she has as far as the information about the sale and she examines it and she puts it together and that having been said when you're able to do something like that you get an opportunity to see what they may do for you so in the month of september they're going to be at a place in winter park and they're also going to be at the hennessy They have sales that are going to be going on. The Hennessy House is actually for sale as well, just to let you know. It's the Winter Park Sale, September 15th and the 17th in Rockwall. And then the Hennessy Sale in Allen. That's September 22nd through the 24th. If you have need for this service, skip on out to those and see what Regal and Rustic Estate Sales is all about. And then you might even end up buying some stuff while you're out there. Also, they do a lot of other things to try to help the sales, whether it is looking to get like big items. Like an example, they found some things in storage that they want to get rid of before they start the estate sales. And one of them is a boat. Another one is a car. So you get the opportunity. So if you have need for a boat or a car, check with Renee Sheffield about that situation and she can get you all set and ready to go. Again, it is Regal and Rustic Estate Sales and they do anything and everything that you need to try to help you liquidate your estate, whether it's things within your home or whether it's the home itself. They try to help you with all that stuff. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales of Dallas. Give them a call at 972-861-0231. That's 972-861-0231. And ask for Renee Sheffield. We're going to take our quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And when we come back, let's take a look at some of the stats that happened in the game as well as overall stats here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles Radio Network. We will be right back. Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com.
Whether it's buying or selling a home, there is no bigger decision than choosing the real estate agent who will represent you during the transaction. Brian Chadwick of JP & Associates Realtors is here for you. 12 years in the property management business has afforded him great insight into the real estate needs of his clients. He serves all his clients as he served his country, with honor and integrity. With Brian Chadwick, you will have a dedicated, honest, and hardworking realtor in your corner. To experience what he can do for you, call Brian Chadwick today or visit him online. This is Sonny Clark, the radio voice of your Raleigh Eagle, telling you to contact Brian Chadwick at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not an I, chadwick.jphomesforsale.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice at your Rally at Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rally at Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Spirit Outfitters offers in-house screen printing, embroidery, team uniforms, custom apparel, rhinestone designs, laser engraving, and spirit wear. Your one-stop sports shop where you can actually shop at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101, Rowlett. Find them on Facebook, Spirit Outfitters, www.thespiritoutfitters.com. Info at thespiritoutfitters.com. Approved GISD vendor, proudly supporting GISD athletics. Spirit Outfitters. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty? The Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee located in Rowlett.
Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio with your coverage of the 2016-2017 Rowlett Eagles varsity football team. So far, it's been a great season. We're starting off at 2-0. I mean, you really can't complain. I mean, well, you can complain, but it would be fruitless because the tick is underneath the W. That having been said, you know, adjustments that need to be made will happen during the season. You got a coaching staff that recognizes certain things and puts their teams in the position to win, which is always good. Coach Stevenson, or Stevens, has that figured out. I, I want to say Stevenson. No, Coach Stevens puts their team in the position to play and the coaching. By the way, I just wanted to make mention here on the pregame show, okay, that last year there was a play that happened in high school football. And the play was something that today is happening far too much. But it happened on this day when I'm doing the recording one year ago today where we saw two Texas high school football players tackle and try to intentionally hurt a referee. And I have to say that the Garland ISD, which, by the way, gives us the permission to come out and give us the reins to bring these games to you live, unlike their own other radio station that does it, but the Garland ISD seems to have a good control of their players out on the football field, as well as the officials themselves, and they've got everything in line set for their games. They got a good crew. And when I looked about what happened to the uh, John Jay players and what happened with that, and I look at the coaching staff, and when I seen the, not just the actions of the football players last year, where they really were trying to hurt that referee, I, I saw... In uh, a fit of disgust came over me. I saw a lot of people making excuses for for nothing, and that also having been said, the excuses in that action we're not going to see out on the football field within the Garland ISD, or even for that matter, even when they're playing outside a district, we just don't see that. And Mac Breed was the coach from the San Antonio's John Jay High School. Um, And he was actually accused of directing players to do that awful act against the referee. He resigned. But, you know, I still think about that play to this day. Whenever I'm in a high school 
function of football in my obviously in my title of calling these games I always don't want to see something like this and, and understanding the heat of the game which is obviously because of the heat outside uh, because of when they're playing early August and early or late August early September uh, it's still hot in this and what I see from our magnificent coaching staff is we don't see things like this. And I'm so, by the way, I'm so proud of this coaching staff on what they're able to do. I, major kudos out there. Um, but I was always wondering what happened in that situation. Um, what happened? Was it? Was there any uh, criminal charges? No criminal charges. The kids were suspended for the rest of the year um, and the coach stepped down. I guess in the heat of that situation, you want to see them throw a book at it. But once the year's gone by and you think about it, I think they got the right thing that happened. And the main thing was the head coach stepping down. As he was, it seemed to be the instigator on that to happen. And uh, so that having been said, we don't have that here. Thank goodness. And I'm very proud of this football team. I really am. I I'm really, really not. I'm not shocked at all, but I was definitely happy that it happened. Um, our broadcast missed one play last week as a technical difficulty glitch started right in the third quarter, and it was one of those things where the whole game was riding on a kickoff return that ended up happening. Jackal Davis got the handoff on the kickoff on a return of it from Trenton Gordon, and he was a, and Trenton was going to go to the far side of the field, and he handed it off on the reverse, and Davis came to the near side and was able to run it in for the touchdown. It was a, it was a sweet play and sure enough our play call did not bring it in and I do apologize uh, for that because it was the obviously the biggest play of the game for the Rowlett Eagles but what I think was really huge in this whole game was recognition and recognition of what was going on and in the second quarter, with 2 minutes and 48 seconds left to go, Preston Weeks recognized that there was an offsides on the defense and there was a free play to be had. And Preston Weeks put up a nice pass. Cameron Vitash in the end zone, a 32-yard touchdown pass. He made a great catch. He had the defender right on him. And I think that was the turning point of this football game. Never mind the reverse for the touchdown. But as far as plays out on the football field, there was only one scoring opportunity in the second quarter of that Rockwall game. And that was the Fatash touchdown for 32 yards. Again, when you're looking at the stats, there's only one wide receiver that has a touchdown. And that's Cameron Fatash. Ladarius Dickens is getting the ball. He hadn't gotten to the end zone, but he has been able to set up the plays to get him into the end zone, and that's always a good thing, too. But Cameron Vitash, the only one with a touchdown catch to this point of the season. How are the Rowlett Eagles doing it? 
Well, it, they're doing it. Obviously, they got to make some plays. They're getting it from the running game from Preston Weeks, who will run off with the football. He's got two touchdowns of his own rushing the football. 21 rushes, 142 yards. He's averaging six yards a carry. Now, obviously, they can't do it, but if you figure that out, you know, on the three downs, they get 18 yards. So, no problems getting it. This is the reason why that the Rowlett Eagles are not afraid of getting the first down when they need it. And then we saw that at the end of the game. I'm going to talk to Bill Cerna a little bit about that when we bring him in. But that, that's that been huge. You, you get Preston Weeks. He can deliver the ball as well as tuck it and go. Kobe Morrow, 34 rushes, 110 yards. He's got a touchdown as well. Passing the football, Preston Weeks. 16 of 44, 222 yards, a touchdown, and one interception, which was a very good interception, by the way. Um, it was a little bit short on the passing. He was able to get it just in his hands and intercept it, and that was in week number one against the Louisville Fighting Farmers. But um, then you take the second half, bring in Garrett Hermes, 11 catches, or 11 passes of 13, 84 yards for the Rowlett Eagles. Or uh, 76 yards for the Rowlett Eagles. Huge stuff. And when you when when you have a coach that can bring in either guy, that and either guy can make plays, and that's so huge. I mean, at the quarterback position, I'm wondering how it's going to work for the rest of the season. Will we see more of Preston Week and Garrett Hermes in there? Are we only going to see one of them? Uh, how it's going to work out? Uh, we'll talk to Bill Cerna about that, where he thinks that it's going to go. When I look at it, I think we're going to see more of the same. I think we're going to see a team that it, you know, brings in another guy that has fresh legs or or something. So I, I think we're going to see a lot of Garrett Hermes as well as Preston Weeks throughout this year. Um, but you still have your main stats. You got Kobe Morrow, uh, Ladarius Dickens, Cameron Vitasha. Like I think this guy is going to be the under X factor. The X factor is Ladarius Dickens without question. But I call him the under X factor. It's the guy that gets forgotten. And this is what is going to happen. It's going to be Cameron Vitosh all year long. You watch it. Um, so uh, we'll talk a little bit more about those stats and everything for the Rowlett Eagles as they go into um, the uh, go into the game here against Plano. But uh, the game last week, as the Eagles, the Eagles had to uh, get the opportunity to go ahead and make the play. And the Eagles got on the board first with a field goal. 25-yard field goal by Aldana. And then Kobe Morrow. He ran in a one-yarder for a touchdown uh, to give the Rowlett Eagles a 10-0 lead. Then Matt Jones on a 32-yard field. Uh, he just ran the field. He was back in the pass, and he saw a little. And, folks, I'm going to tell you, it was a small window, and he was able to get through that window. He took off for a 32-yard touchdown, brought the score to 10-6 to because they missed the extra point, and then Rowlett, they just hopped back up on it not more than a minute and 20 seconds later uh, with Preston Weeks with a two-yard uh, touchdown run. Uh, 17 to six at that point. Then Sam Crawford, a 69-yard pass from Matt Jones. They missed that field goal as well, and uh, the Eagles at that at the end of the first quarter had a 17 to 12 lead. Then Cameron Vitosh with the free play gets the touchdown in the far corner of the of the end zone. 
A 32-yard pass from Preston Weeks to Cameron Vitage put the Rowlett Eagles up 24-12. And then, starting in the third quarter, towards the beginning, uh, at the 11 minute and 43 mark, Jackal Davis with that 97 yard uh, kickoff return, but it was a reverse as Trenton Gordon sold it beautifully, by the way, um, and the Eagles had that 31-12 lead. Now, when you saw that, you were like, man, putting your hands behind the back of your head, sitting back and watching this one, but Rockwell decided they wanted to get back into the game as Sam Crawford caught a 59 yard pass from Matt Jones to bring the score to 31-18 with 10.47 left to go. Then Sam Crawford, another big catch, 78 yards from Matt Jones at the 9 minute and 45 second mark, which brought the score to 31-25. And the Rockwall Yellow Jackets then in the fourth quarter, they got the five-yard touchdown pass from Matt uh, Jones. They got that to Rico, and Rico brought it in. And uh, before you knew it, the Rockwall Yellow Jackets had a one-point lead at the 9-minute and 51-second mark of the third quarter, and then we had a football game. But then the 22-yard field goal uh, from Aldana gave the Rowlett Eagles a two-point lead with six minutes and 14 left to go in the game, folks. This was huge. The Eagles were able to hold off another offensive attack from Rockwall and then with like four minutes and 20 seconds left to go, held them off for the rest of the game and they didn't have to score again and they got out of Cotton Bowl Stadium with the victory. It was a good game. It was a fun game. Um, and, you know, you can't ask for anything more when you are playing in a big game situation such as playing at Cotton Bowl Stadium. The Rowlett Eagles handled themselves very well and I think put themselves on the way of learning how to win big games. And this week is no different. It's going to be a big game, of course. So we're in the pregame show. And of course, the pregame show being brought to you by Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, folks, for all your estate sales needs, regardless what you need, you need to come in contact with them so they can help you and guide you through the tough decision to liquidate. And they do it so well. They stage it. They get the advertising out. They're the ones that bring in the people to buy all of these things that are set to sale and put more money in your pocket. Renee Sheffield does a great job, again, of Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Thank you for your sponsorship of the pregame show, folks. What we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And... Why not? Let's end it with the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna. He is the man. But that being said, we'll take the quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles Radio Network. We'll be right back. Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. 
We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of URL at Eagles, letting you know about Palio's Italian Restaurant, located at Del Rock in the 66. Make sure you get the opportunity to taste the Palio's Gourmet Pizza on their Facebook. There are many opportunities to find out about getting a free pizza or just take a taste of some of the other Italian plates that they have. That's Palio's Pizza, located at 6702 Doll Rock Road, number 122, or give them a call at 214-703-9711. At Allen Bauer Electric, we offer expert electrical services from general outlet repair and fan installation to electrical panel upgrades. Our customer commitment includes additional benefits such as call-ahead scheduling, upfront pricing, and special after-hour electrical services. Being informed is to your benefit. So call Allen Bauer Electric for more information on how you can be more informed about your residential or business electrical needs. Give them a call at 214-356-0197. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Ready for the start. We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to find out how much money you can save on car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance located at Main Street and Rowlett Road, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? 
And welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show with me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on the pregame show. I'm going to bring the man that's uh, usually to my right. It's the Eagle Eye. It's Bill Serna. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing good, Sonny. How you doing? I'm doing good, Bill. Thanks for joining us here on the pregame show. Hey, you Rowlett Eagles, they're 2-0. And last week at the Cotton Bowl, we saw a football team that... Did a lot, and I think and that's what I want to talk about. And one one of the things that I saw was a football team that was able to use the clock to their advantage towards the end of a game because it looks like this team was not having any problems with their confidence of getting a first down when they needed it. No, absolutely. They, uh, you, you know what, they should have never been in that position, though, anyways. you got to... When you have a team uh, down the way uh, uh, Rowlett had them coming out of the, you know, after that uh, kickoff return there in the second half, you got to put a st- uh, foot on them and um, and put them away. So they uh, they definitely got in a situation that they didn't want to be in, but uh, uh, you know, a great uh, resilience uh, to to pull it out and not get rattled, and uh, you know, they they beat a good ball team. Yeah, they did, and I think not get rattled was the huge thing because being down the way they were, you know, before they got in and were able to take the lead with the field goal, um, you know, a lot of teams you'll see, especially on this level, kind of panic. But really, when you looked at this football team, I didn't see that. I didn't see the panic. I seen the calm. I seen. Uh, sort of like the revolution. The revolution on fourth down, the, and folks that don't know what we're talking about, was indoor football. The revolution was a team that wasn't afraid to go to fourth down and go for it on fourth down because of their confidence. I think the same thing in the Rowlett Eagles as far as doing what they had to do. The confidence for this team, even at crunch time, is really high, Bill. Yeah, absolutely, and that, that's good to, it's good to see. You know, when you have some... Uh experienced uh, uh, skilled players out there, you know, directing everybody, that, that's definitely a plus because they've been to these situations, you know, at, uh, we went to overtime uh, uh, last year during the playoffs, and, and, you know, that was some pressure football, and uh, it was in a big stadium just like this one was this last weekend, so they they showed that they were able to handle that, and, and even with, yep. uh, with uh, you know, young quarterbacks and, and, and whatnot, they, they still were able to uh, uh, be successful, at, not only on the offense, but also on the defense. When you take a look at this football team, as far as what you expected uh, for this season, I, I, I didn't necessarily, I, I kind of expected them to be the 2-0, and but you look at these two games, they've won by only five points with the combined first two teams. Now, obviously, we are not used to that. We have a Logan Bonner. We usually win games by 14, 21 points. This is a football team that has been fighting tooth and nail to get the victory uh, out on the football field just a different way. Kudos to the coaching staff in order to be able to coach that kind of game more so than what they've been used to for the last three years. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right, and and it's only going to make them stronger because they're going to know how to win those close games and and, uh, and even make sure they stay in the game. Uh, so to, for them to be able to do that is very important, and, and they're only getting better, you know. But if you look at these two teams they've played so far, you know, Rockwell's a good team. You know, no matter yes. they might be zero and two, but uh, as I mentioned on air last week, you know, they have one of the toughest uh, uh, non-district uh, schedules. And then uh, Louisville is, you know, it's it's a senior-laden quarterback and or a team, and uh, uh, you know they have a lot of experience. So, you know, they played some tough teams, that, which they're going to be right in that boat again this week. So, you know, they've they've come out with some uh, hard-fought uh, wins, which is going to help them uh, in the future. Now, Louisville, like you said, they're a tough football team. They are doing what they do. Uh, they got the victory last week against Lake Highlands, another team that the Raleigh Eagles seen for the last two years. That's a tough football team. So, you know, we know what we're going to get from Louisville, I think, this year. And it, Rockwall is the same thing. Rockwall, unfortunately, like you said, 0-2 now. They took on Lake Highlands, lost, lost to Lake Highlands. But, you know, actually... actually they, Actually, it was uh, Highland Park that they lost to. That's right, Highland Park. So, uh, but these non-district games are, are huge, and now we go into unfamiliar territory. If you kind of think about it, Bill, as we take on the uh, Wildcats of Plano, here's the good thing: this game is at HBJ, and HBJ, the Rowland Eagles are very, very comfortable on that football field. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and uh, you know what I was. Um I'll be the first that I wasn't, you know, at that uh, comfortable with Plano. You know, I'm thinking, you know, they're kind of at a down year. I tell you what, those first two games of the year, they've looked like they're the real deal. And, and uh, absolutely, uh, I'm kind of uh, uh, kind of chasing my tail now on what I had said on that. But uh, they're going to be a, a tough ball club to uh, to play. But you're absolutely right, playing in our stadium where we feel comfortable is going to be a huge plus. But you're right, as far as the game was concerned, when you think about it, uh, Hebron, they got the victory against Hebron, 38-7. to Then MacArthur, 46-24. to um, They've been putting some teams away. Um, and outside, obviously, our division, one in Carrollton, the other one in Irving, uh, they're even going even further uh, with Rowlett. And then next week, they're in Denton. So this is a team that has gone around a lot as far as as the uh, non-district games are concerned in different places. So they're getting a good taste of everything around. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, um, they've definitely um, uh, been all over the Metroplex. So they'll have a tough game next week with Denton Geyer. But uh, uh, yeah. we're going to get a team that's right now on a roll. But, uh, you know, looking at their numbers, they're um, – uh, they're ex- excelling both on the offense and the defensive side. But uh, yeah, you, you know, you got a strong team. But you know, in their in their division, you know, they got some big teams to be playing. You know, they're in the same division. Yes, they with, do. Uh, with Allen and McKinney and and Wiley and and um, you know the other two Plano teams. So they they've definitely got a tough division that they have to come out of. And any of those teams within that division, like you're talking about, Allen, uh, Plano's right there. Plano East is actually one and one. McKinney two and O. Geyer one and one. All those teams within that district, I think, if they were in district, in any other district, they probably would be, you know, doing very well as well. Um, But let's talk about those numbers on the Plano side. You you said you were looking at the numbers. What were the numbers that were standing out for you? 
when you looked at Plano as far as the Wildcats are concerned when they take on the Eagles at HBJ Stadium Friday night? Well, I think their uh, their offense has just been amazing. Total, you know, they're right now do two games are averaging 42 points. But what's even more amazing is they're averaging uh, total yards per game is 451 yards. So they wow, that's a lot of yards on high school football. Well, and, and a lot of it is on the on the running side of it. So that's where yep. they get majority of their uh, uh, a majority of their yards. So they definitely have a running game that we definitely have to really shut down. Which so far through the two games, I think that's been our most successful uh, part of our defense is our our run stop. So we'll uh, we'll see if we can uh, you know maybe slow it down i don't think we're going to be able to stop it but i, I you know maybe slow it down uh you know at the, plano is is a, a ball control team where they you yeah. know they uh, they control the ball on the ground and uh you know keep uh, time running off that clock so you know it's going to shorten the game so definitely want to keep them off the field as much as possible Oh, shorten the game. It'll keep us within our three-hour window on our regular <laughs> broadcast. Uh, that's a good thing. But that having been said, you, you're right. Look at the way a football team controls. They, you, when you control the clock, you control the game. And right now, as far as Rowlett, when we look at it, they don't have control of anything, but more so, they have control of their plays. And, I, I, and I'm expecting, I don't know why this is, but we've seen that wide receiver... Uh, screen out to the far side of the field or near side, I have a feeling we're going to see some adjustments to that play because this is a play that they use often. They used it last year. I just think sooner or later we're going to see that ball that's evidently set for the screen to go on the other side to keep the other football uh, team on their toes. Well, and that's one thing that Coach Stevens likes to do. He likes to spread out that that uh, uh, that ball, and, and you know he'll go in that uh, four receiver lineup, two on each side. Uh, what that does, that gives him options. Do you want to go to the right or do you want to go to the left? Uh, you know, at the, the the focus has always been on uh, Ladarius, uh, on what side he's on the ball. So I think that's going to get more attention, which is going to uh, open up uh, some opportunities for Cameron Vitosh on the other side uh, Absolutely. to be able to. Uh, to get that screen, so or or Dylan Watts, um, so you definitely want to uh, uh, make sure that uh, uh, you're ready on both sides of the ball because I think this Rowlett team can can do that screen on e- either side of the ball. One thing I've noticed is the first two games they've used it early in the game, they use it late in the game. They haven't really used it so much during the game, and I think that's by plan. I think what they're doing is. Um, they're not going. They're not dipping in the well too much. They're not uh, right. uh, doing it too much. So I think he's timing it uh, when it's needed the most. When you take a look at that, you're, we talked about the Darius Dickens. Of course, you, you've got to get the ball into the hands of your superstars. 15 receptions, 164 yards, uh, no touchdowns. It's Cameron Vitas with the two touchdown passes. My, my guy, this is the guy I'm rooting for this year because I think this guy can make him, with the combination of the Darius Dickens and Dylan Watts and even the emergence of Donald Dodson we've seen um, as he's coming out, they're giving him the ball as well. Well, the Rowlett Eagles have got a good set of wide receivers that you kind of expect the ball to go to Ladarius Dickens, but if you don't watch out for Vitosh, Watts, or Dobson, that's where you'll end up getting burned. 
Well, ab- absolutely, and you're, ab- uh, you know, with with our uh, receivers, we have a great core of receivers, and yeah, uh, you know, our biggest thing is get them the ball. You know, you get them the yep. ball and let them do their stuff. Uh, you know, I, after the game on uh, Saturday, I had a chance to uh, uh, talk to uh, uh, Cameron Vadash's dad for just a little bit on the way out, and and uh, hey, good uh, guy. Talk talk about yeah, absolutely, and talk about a proud papa. I mean, you know, he was yep. he was so happy to see his uh, son make another touchdown. But uh, you know, I, I think Vatash is that secret weapon that other teams aren't um, focusing on because I agree. he's such a focus on Ladarius Dickens. Uh, you know, this is his opportunity to really stand out, and I think you're going to see more and more of him. All right, we have Bill Cerna here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to take a quick break, and we are going to hear from our main sponsor here on the pregame show. Of course, that's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. We'll hear from them, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion here on the Couch Potato Sports Show with the Eagle Eye, Bill Cerna. We'll be right back. Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, like when does it make most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact of your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? Let Nest Egg Wealth Advisors provide you with that direction to these decisions. Call our offices today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com for your complimentary guide to Social Security. When people call Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, they are generally unhappy when their air conditioner is not working. But really, they're worried. Are they calling the right people? Well, at Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, service promised is service delivered. People of Rawlette have depended on us for over 25 years. So go ahead, contact Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning at 972-475-3227 or visit them on the web at stevensonshvac.com. At Chang Lee Taekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Taekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. 
Harlow Tree Surgery offers more than just tree trimming and tree removal. They also offer landscaping services, planting, stump grinding, as well as fertilization and tree health. So if your tree was hit by lightning like mine, or you just need regular tree maintenance, call today and book your free estimate at 214-695-6500. That's 214-695-6500. And let them know you heard it here on the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show of your Rowlett Eagles taking on the Plano Wildcats here in the pregame show. Let's continue our discussion with the Eagle Eye, Bill Cerna. I think he is. I think he is the under X factor for this football team because let's be honest, any team that's going to take a look at Rowlett, they're going to say Ladarius Dickens, Kobe Morrow. We stopped them. We got a chance to win the football game and that's where Cameron Vitash is. By the way, talk about big smiles. Craig Vitash, the father. I mean, this guy, whenever he talks about his son, I, I and when they say a smile from ear to ear, my goodness, I don't think I've seen one bigger than what it is. But he, he's bringing that to him and, and he's the only wide receiver with touchdown passes through the first two games. And the other one, the second one, the one that he caught at Cotton Bowl Stadium was on a free play for the Rowlett Eagles. I want to get to that. As we saw, we've seen two quarterbacks for this football team this year. Uh, We're we're seeing uh, Preston Weeks in the first game most of the time. This last week, we see Garrett Hermes in the second half, Preston Weeks in the first half. Um, so they're getting a lot of guys in and out of the uh, football game at the quarterback position now. I don't know. I mean, just looking at what's going on, do you expect more of the two-headed monster at the quarterback, two guys throwing the football? Do you think one will solidify themselves as the quarterback to be uh, on each and every play? Um I'm sort of one of those guys that feel, hey, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Um, if it works with both of them, let's do it. Well, I think, um, uh, you know, you look at the situation and you say, okay, what's going on? Is there a quarterback controversy? Is there a, a quarterback um, a fight uh, on who's going to be playing? I From the talk I've heard, um, and it's very logical, uh, Coach Stevens wanted um because with the weather and playing during the daytime on a saturday you know 92 93 degrees with humidity uh i think part of the goal for hermes coming in the second half was to get fresh legs in there because uh you yeah know, it's, uh, it's definitely a huge plus and, and it, it to be honest it really worked because you got those fresh legs in there you got to you know had a fresh arm in there on a on a day that's uh tough to play and you know that's some big conditioning for these kids so i think uh uh i think that was set by design that uh, uh hermes was going to be in there in the second half uh, a lot on uh against rockwall so uh, i would expect to see preston weeks back be up under center uh, center this week but um i do expect to see uh, some of hermes again and i think because it was so successful and because it kept the other defense on their toes uh it, it would turn, turn out to be a successful thing, but I don't think there's really uh, any debate or issues on, on the quarterback side. I think it's Preston Weeks' uh, I do too. team. 
Uh, I think, but you do have an option with Hermes to bring in some fresh legs to bring such a quick, quick boy and a quick arm uh, to come in here and and, uh, and get some extra yards. You know, it, we saw that with the uh, University of Texas week, this weekend. You know, it, uh, yep. you had a, a freshman quarterback, but then you had uh, Tyrone Swoops come in and, and uh, with some fresh legs um, down the stretch. So I see that kind of same thing going on with the Rowlett offense. I do too. I and you were and folks. We did not get together before we do this. We do this off the top of our head, from the hip, and um, that's exactly what I was thinking. Fresh legs, hot day. Uh, need to keep the fresh guy out there as much as possible. And uh, but we we also saw Garrett Hermes throw the football, which was you know it, it crazy as he was eleven to thirteen for eighty four yards. Um, so you, you look at that situation for him. Uh, finally get to see Garrett Hermes and and that's what it's about is seeing guys and what they can do in game time situations and and I need to be the coach to have to make that decision but Doug Stevenson handling that whole or Doug Stevens handling that whole thing for him but uh, looking at the defensive side of the ball Bill you're right this is a football team I think that can stop the run and when you got Plano coming in they got two guys that can run the ball and run it well and the Defensively, it's a decision that you got to make. You're going to have to stop something, but how much are you going to give? How much are you going to put out there? If you sell too much on the run, you leave the uh, door open for the ball to be in the air. Uh, so looking at that, that's something that has to be a worry for the Rowlett Eagles. Well, like I mentioned before, you know this is gonna, the focus is going to be on the run. You know, Plano... Yeah. Uh, has some huge offensive linemen, and uh, you know they really know how to open holes. So that's going to be up to uh, uh, the Rowlett defense to make sure and plug those holes with those linebackers. Uh, um, I, I uh, would not be surprised to see a little bit more stunts from the defense uh, and uh, try to uh, um, close those gaps on the running game. Um, but you're absolutely right; you got to have guys that are going to be ready for that uh, um, that pass. And we've seen where that's been our Achilles heel in the past where we've given that long down because we are focusing on the run so uh, you right. definitely want to make sure that you keep your uh, your cornerbacks uh, on their receivers and and, uh, and make sure that they uh, they lock them down so that way uh, they can't go over the top on them Absolutely. You can't let them be, beat you with the thing that is not there. If you're going to lose this game, Bill, it's going to be because of the run. You don't want to lose it because of what happens in the air because that means they did a total 360 on you and, and got you with your shorts down. But I don't, I still, I look at this, I look at this lineup. I look at these coaches. I, you know, and we see a lot of football games. Okay, ne never mind indoor football, but even on high school level, we see a lot of football. I see a well-coached football team. And when you've got a well-coached football team, and I think it's easier to be able to bring something new in. So I guess that's my question. We've seen a lot of certain plays and stuff. Are you expecting more plays coming, different plays as the year's coming on? Or you think they're going to stand pat and work with the playbook that they got going on right now? You know what? I think it's going to depend on uh, a game-to-game -game basis, and, and uh, you know, if we can 
take control of games, you know, say, you know, we've got a good lead in third, fourth quarter, I think you're going to see some uh, different opportunities, not just with plays, but with players. Uh, right. You know, it's one of those things, if it's not broken, don't fix it. I, right. I, you know, I think periodically you'll see a little razzle-dazzle, but I think for the most, we're going to see the same offense that we've, we've seen so far uh, uh, in the two games. So I don't see that big of a difference. Um, I just would expect uh, to see a, a little bit more playing time for some of the players that you normally don't see because uh you know you got to remember we got next year uh and we you know right now we have a lot of uh, seniors that are playing so we definitely want to make sure we have players ready for next year definitely and we got a lot of a lot of juniors playing as we noted when we looked at the roster no sophomores but a lot of juniors so we're gonna i I think rowlett's got this thing kind of set up really good for next year they'll have the experience and that's gonna be good for him so but uh looking at the defensive side of the ball before we get on out of here we'll jag here after we talk a little bit about the defense week number one defense only gives up 17 points week number two they give up 32 Um, um, that it, it to- two totally different football games, as you said. The heat was a big part of this game. The, we go back to the nighttime, which is where that Louisville game is. I think we're going to see a tight football game here this week. So let's let's take a look at it. I have Rowlett winning. I have them running by that field goal, that that close game that they've been playing so well to this point. What do you think we're going to see in Friday night's game as the Rowlett Eagles take on the Plano Wildcats? Yeah, I think it's going to be a, uh, a real tight game. I think it's going to be in the 20s for both teams. Uh, I agree. I, I think uh, it's going to come down to um, a special teams uh, decision. I think it's going to yes. come, uh, depending on, uh, you know, at, uh, uh, on field position with these special teams. So, you know, we know what to expect from the running game. We know what to expect if they do get the ball in the air. And, and I will tell you that um, they have five guys that are averaging over 10 yards a catch but with that being said, they only have a total of ten receptions for the year, so they're right. they're making the most out of their uh, their passing game, but there it's very limited. So I think it's going to be a close game. I think uh, we're going to see defenses uh, dominating a little bit more here than uh, than we've had seen in the, in the last two games. So uh, you know, like I said, it's going to come down to the very end, and I think uh, you know it's, it's going to be on who minimizes uh, the um, the mistakes and the turnovers that's going to win this game only play that we didn't get in was when the system went down it was the reverse kickoff for touchdown that didn't come through on the broadcast which hurts my feelings because it was a great call uh, I'll pat myself on the back that having been said um, you know, you're right special teams I think is huge that the Raleigh Eagles haven't had that big play but they've had the big play on the kickoff returns one was returned but uh, in the first game we saw uh, you know a young man that is able to get out there and I think making plays is huge especially on the special teams play and when you got a guy like Davis that can make guys miss on the kickoff returns I think that's a plus never mind Gordon back here he's proven he can return the ball uh, on the kickoffs as well I think we got a great one-two punch on the kickoff returns well, uh, I think we have a great one-two-three punch because you know you're you're leaving Ladarius out on that, and uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. We have uh, some great returners, both on the kickoff and the punt, knowing right. that you can put uh, uh, put any of them uh, any of them back there. So, uh, you're, I think we're going to see a lot more of uh, the short kicks that we've been seeing so far this year. Yeah, uh, from the other that's team, been successful too. 
it has, and I think uh, uh, you're going to see a lot more teams going to that short kick and, and trying to keep the ball out of our uh, out of our return guys' hands. Yes, I think so too. I think that the our what we're doing is what other teams are. They're going to use the sideline as another defender prevent Davis or Gordon or even that. Well, we haven't seen Ladarius Dickens on kickoff returns. We've seen him on putt returns. Um, but I think you're right. I think we're going to see that over to where that one guy, that extra guy, that being the sideline is so huge when you're defending that play. Um, and I think the Rowlett Eagles, it, you know, unlike in the past, they haven't defended that kick very well. But this year, they are Spot on on defending that ball, whether it's the ball in the air long enough to where a fair catch is called, or they're getting good pursuit on the ball when someone catches it after it's kicked. Yeah, you're absolutely right on the uh, on the defensive side of it. We definitely are slowing down their kickoff, and a lot of the kicks are being fair caught around the 25, which. If you yeah. kick the ball through the end zone, it would come out to 25 anyway. So, uh, you know, you're giving them a long field instead of a short field. And we saw a lot of that last year. A lot of kickoffs were being, you know, at, uh, up to midfield and, and uh, yeah. or even to relative uh, territory. So seeing these small kicks, seeing them, making them give a fair catch, you know, it it it, it gives them a long field that they have to drive on, which with our uh, rush defense has been successful. Exactly. And that's what's going to be key. Rush defense and special teams. Uh, in this game against an out-of-district team as the Plano Wildcats. This one's going to be out of sight. This one's going to be a fun one to call, Bill. Live from HBJ Stadium in Garland, Texas. We'll be right there. We're going to even have the crowd noise pumped in on this one. This one's going to be a fun one, Bill. Well, and hopefully we don't have any new dudes out there. No dudes. I think we got the numbers, which, by the way, we found out Betts' number is 17. So um, the one, the, the, we only had one new dude for our team, which had the wrong number. So we got the new number. So if it comes with the roster and says Betts is 98, we know it's actually 17. I think we're ready. But it, we might get some new dudes for the other team. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. That's, uh, that's, yeah, that's okay. Sure as, long as, as long as we give shout-outs to our guys. Absolutely. So, Bill, good. Thanks for joining us here on the pregame show. As usual, you know, the mold that keeps the wall up. He's the cement, you know, the cement between the bricks. It's Bill Cerna. Bill, thanks for joining us here on the pregame show. Thanks, honey. Appreciate it. And that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show in the pregame show of your Rowland Eagles taking on the Plano Wildcats. And, folks, if you're listening to this right before the game, We'll go right into the game. Those that are listening to it early, thank you very much. Remember, kickoff is at 7 p.m. live from HBJ Stadium. You can get the coverage in here at at 347-215-7497 or visit us on the web and listen on the website at www.thecouchpotato.wix.com forward slash Rowled Eagles Sports. So for Bill Cerna and for the Rowled Eagles, I'm Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. It's time to get this one going here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowled Eagles Radio Network.